um, there's so much greenwashing, right? You've got these big mm. fast fashion giants um, saying, oh, I've got a green collection, now we recycle. And it's it's like if you're producing millions and millions upon billions of garments a year, that is not even going to merely offset the damage you're already doing by producing. So, you know, sustainable and eco-fashion is actually primarily a great way to think about how we can reduce waste because it's looking at the whole picture of it. You know, it's looking at, okay, how much are we producing and are the materials sustainable? Hi, I'm Kirsten Leo, and this is the Light Path Podcast, brought to you by thelightpathcollective.com. I am passionate about exploring energetic practices, spiritual principles, healing modalities, and connecting to the experience and wisdom of others to illuminate our paths and live at our greatest capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love. Today on the podcast, I'm joined by Emily, a woman who is on a mission to rethink fashion, passionate about sustainability and being in integrity with the way in which we use the earth's resources. Emily has made it her business to go beyond fast fashion and eco-friendly threads and establish Australia's leading zero waste dressed hire and consignment boutique. Ecolove uses rent, reuse and reduce philosophy to allow women to enjoy fashion in a sustainable way. The mission is simple, extend the fashion life cycle by focusing on quality over quantity, honouring heritage brands and craftsmanship. This conversation will leave you rethinking your approach to fashion with some hard-hitting facts and creative solutions to your fashion consumption habits. Emily, it's so nice to have you on the podcast to dive into this, I think, really important issue that not a lot of us think about. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Kirsten. It's been an absolute pleasure to connect with you personally. So yeah, you inviting me on your podcast um, means a lot. Thank you. Oh, of course. So Emily actually lives in the area that I live in. And so we've connected via her consignment store that we're going to hear a lot about. Um, and the passion that Emily has, I think, just for the world in general, I would say, whether it be the natural environment or the people living in it, I am just really drawn to her energy. And I know you guys will be too. So we can get to know a little bit about you. Could you share with us your favorite quote? My favorite quote would be, be the change you wish to see in the world. Oh, of course. Gandhi um I've always thought about this quote and it's important to me because I want to see a more greener and peaceful world right so you know it reminds me that if I want to see the world change or transform then I need to look within and you know change within myself so you know if we're if we're not aware of what needs fixing or what's wrong you know the first step is to acknowledge and have that awareness and with awareness brings about change um, and so I try to think about that every day and when I'm offering my business um, you know thinking about how can I you know align my values with um, the business. I think too like when you become aware of something um, sometimes it's really confronting because you then are ch- you know if you don't change your habits you're then choosing to participate in what isn't aligned with your values. So information is power, but information can sometimes be a little bit of a punish as well. I agree. Yeah. It's, it's really, you know, a lot of people are thinking now, you know, like how can I live more in alignment with my true self? And we can do that in business. We can do that in all areas of our life. And, you know, we'll see so much magic happens when we actually do take that step. 
Oh, exactly. And that's what we're all about here is that empowerment for authenticity. Um, so, I mean, you would have heard in the intro that Emily has this amazing concept in her business where she's really looking to not not counterbalance but completely allow people to think about fashion in a different way. Um, so can you talk us through, you know, what led you to this point and what environmental impact does fast fashion have on the environment? Uh, I was working in the fashion industry for many years, uh, modelling full-time overseas and um, it was when I was in the Philippines that I really noticed um, the issue and that's because um, in Australia whatever items don't get sold at charity stores go to third world countries, go to the developing world and that causes huge problems for their economies and the reason is they're buying our fashion waste as opposed to you know supporting their local makers, designers and then the traditional ways of making clothing in those countries slowly dies. So we don't even realise the direct impact our buying choices are having on the rest of the world. It's really alarming. And so I saw this happening in the Philippines. I was at these little shops called Ukai Ukai, which means dig, dig. Um, And it's great. It's a good way for them, you know, to earn money, but it's actually damaging their local economy and, you know, traditional ways of fashion in those countries are phasing out. So I decided that when I came back to Australia after modelling in Asia that I wanted to start a business in fashion, but, you know, how could we reduce waste? So it just started as an online store, reselling pre-loved. Then we included, you know, conscious brands and renting and then, yeah, sparked the idea to have a physical boutique so we could actually, you know, connect on a more physical level with our community. Yeah, it is a beautiful little boutique. So if you yeah. happen to be in Paddington, Sydney, Thank drop you. on in. It's in the gorgeous William Street. It's such a beautiful, quaint shopping precinct anyway. But um, that's where you'll you'll find this beautiful little store. But what, what's the deal with, um, you know, the fast fashion that we can so easily buy, like the Zara's and the Iconics? I, yeah. heard, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that when, like, you return stuff to places like the Iconic, it doesn't actually get them put for resale. It just gets binned. Yes, that's correct. Um, you know, a recent study came out that, there is enough clothing on earth um, to clothe the next six generations. We are consuming at least 400% more than we were just two decades ago. Um, and the fashion industry emits 1.2 billion tonnes of carbon dioxide each year. That's more than the airline and shipping industries combined. <gasps> Alarming. Um, Alarming. As well, if we want to look at us on a more local scale, women on average here in Australia you know, we only use about a third of what's actually in our wardrobes. So it's been reported we consume, this is by um, St Vinnie's report, that we consume about 27 kilos of fashion, only use a third of that and throw away 23 kilos of that amount away per year. So if we're looking at us on a local scale, that's our contribution. But in general, the fashion industry globally, you know, produces 80 billion pieces of clothing every year. Oh my yeah. God. Like the stats are pretty scary, but I would encourage you. Now I did this not even thinking about the fact that we were having this discussion today, but on the weekend, one little section of my wardrobe was just completely disorganized. And, and so I pulled everything out and I put everything back in and oh my gosh, this is literally just my shirts and mm-hmm. my jacket section of my wardrobe. Yeah, I cannot believe the amount of stuff I own 
And you're right. If I manage to stay the same size, I don't, uh, do I ever need to go shopping again for a shirt? Do I need a blouse, a blazer? Like it was, it was kind of embarrassing to be honest. Yeah, we actually, well, we don't realize how much we have in our wardrobes, right? We just buy and we put it away. But yeah, getting into your wardrobe, having a look at what you have, like, is just, you know, it's a really good way to evaluate, like, do I need this? Can I change it into something else? Can I donate it? Can I, you know, give it to a friend? There's so many ways we can actually make the most of what we already have rather than looking outside to buy things. For sure. So I wanted I wanted to kind of understand what the difference was because we hear about eco-friendly fashion, we hear about slow fashion and sustainable fashion. And I think at first I thought it all meant the same thing, um, but I would love to know what each of those actually mean. Just like um, when we're marketed to. I feel like we're marketed to. Yeah. This is so friendly for the environment, but is it? The reason we have our physical boutique is so we can actually, you know, educate and empower consumers because online there's just so much information out there. It can get really overwhelming. So sustainable and eco-friendly fashion are pretty much the same thing. Um, you know, it looks at utilising the most sustainable methods as possible. So reusing, recycling, using, you know, renewable uh, materials, sustainable management practices, transparency, eco-shipping alternatives and fair working conditions. So it looks at the industry as a whole, every single element, so environmental, social, um, economic. But um, slow fashion, for example, just solely primarily focuses on, you know, shopping habits and consumption so it's targeted at reducing that consumption and that production so does a company or a label have to go through any type of regulation to sell themselves as sustainable fashion or eco-friendly fashion not necessarily, and this is what I hate. Um, there's so much greenwashing, right? You've got these big fast fashion giants um, saying, oh, I've got a green collection, now we recycle. And it's it's like if you're producing millions and millions upon billions of garments a year, that is not even going to merely offset the damage you're already doing by producing. So, you know, sustainable and eco fashion is actually primarily a great way to think about how we can reduce waste because it's looking at the whole picture of it. You know, it's looking at, okay, how much are we producing and are the materials sustainable? And then what are we going to do at the end of that life? You know, can they be upcycled and that sort of thing? But these fast fashion brands, they literally, you know, they're killing the planet and they're trying to hide the fact that they're killing mm. the planet by catching. So, you know, if something says it's eco-friendly, it's up to us as consumers to do our research. Are they certified? So, for example, there are businesses that are B Corp certified. So they go through a rigorous process. Um, they get audited. They get, you know, reports um, regularly back about how, what's their environmental impact. You know, are they doing what they say they're doing? A lot of businesses can just say they're green, but they actually aren't. And so this is the problem. For sure. And I think that you've just brought up such an important point that it is actually our responsibility. So we so often put the responsibility into other people's hands, but it is actually our responsibility. If we're going to purchase this, if we're going to support it with the only thing that matters to, well, not the only thing that matters to any, every company, but I mean, the bottom line is pretty much makes the company exist. 
Yeah. So if we're going to support it with money, then we it's our responsibility on which problem that we want to contribute to or which problem we want to help fix. Exactly. You know, every day we vote with our dollar. So, you know, we support brands that are in alignment with our values. If they're not, don't support that brand. Don't shop with them. Ask questions. Literally reach out to the brand and ask them, where was this made? Do you have any reports on your website? If you can't find them, I genuinely want to know before purchasing this product or before supporting your brand. I want to know what happens with these garments after, you know, they don't sell. I want to know what they're made from. You know, are there fair working conditions mm. for you know, the people that make your clothes? And so all these questions um, need to be asked. If you can't find that information readily available from the brand, um, then it's on you as a consumer to take responsibility. It, my brother-in-law calls me the marketer's dream because, quite frankly, I am. Um, and... I find it really hard to resist, you know, a beautiful new line that Zara brings out or like I do, I, I just find it really hard. Do you have any tips to help me? Yeah. Have any oh, tips? Yes. So the most sustainable option you already have is what's in your wardrobe. So um, as you were saying, Kirsten, going through your wardrobe, looking at what you have, shop your own wardrobe. You know, you feel that itch to go shopping like, oh, I feel a bit down today. I want to have a bit of retail therapy. Why not open your wardrobe? Go through it. Go through things that maybe you don't need anymore. Maybe you can restyle, upcycle those pieces. There might be that pair of jeans that was ripped so you don't wear it anymore. Maybe look at repairing it yourself or either getting it repaired, therefore extending its life cycle. Um, you can even, you know, um, get those pieces out Maybe look at, okay, what's my lifestyle like now? So say, for example, you're no longer working or mm. you are working, so you would maybe tailor your wardrobe to your lifestyle. Um, do you have, you know, those classic pieces? Everyone needs a little black dress, a trench coat, these kind of things. If you're bored with it, get creative. Reinvent your style. Um, shop what you have. But if you don't have what you're looking for in your wardrobe, then maybe look at um, renting an item for that special occasion. You've got that wedding coming up that you might want to, you know, get a special dress for. Um, if you're only going to wear it once, it makes sense to rent. Otherwise, you could look at purchasing pre-loved from a consignment store such as um, our store, Ecolove. We have high-end fashion that you can buy at a fraction of the retail price in new or excellent condition, and therefore you're extending the life cycle even further. So you're giving it a new home, you're loving it, and you're investing in quality over quantity, so those pieces that are going to last. Oh, and that, and that's the big thing, isn't it? It's so tempting to quickly jump on a fashion trend and, of course, you don't want to invest a lot of money in a fashion trend and so that's where fast fashion just grab your attention mm -hmm. and, you know, your emotional heartstrings with their great marketing and it's, okay, how do I rise above that to actually be in alignment with what is And important? you can you can still, you know, for example, there's that Barbie trend right now. So, yeah. you know, you want creative Maybe look at um, dyeing clothes. You know, you can actually eco-dye clothing that you have. Um, you know, you can use parts of your wardrobe that you never thought you could utilise. So say, for example, that pink crop top you had from years ago, maybe you could get something pre-loved. Maybe you can use what you already have to create, you know, an outfit, maybe go thrifting. So, yeah, there's so many ways you can, you know, really take part in trends, go on Pinterest and and see how you can get those things that are fast fashion in a more sustainable way. Oh, for sure. Just that little bit more effort. Um, one yeah. thing I really personally 
admire about you is your authenticity and the your willingness to actually step in and to work in a way that is in alignment with your values. Um, but like exactly like your quote said, you will you see a problem and you don't just sit on it. You actually allowed yourself to be the change. And from that has evolved this ability for you to mentor others. So can you talk us through business practices? I mean, not everyone here runs a business, but everyone listening will interact with businesses. So can you talk us through that mentoring around conscious and sustainable business practices? Yeah, um, with Eco Love, basically at every moment I had to look at how can we be the most sustainable as possible as a business, as a company. Um, and so I had to go back to the drawing board and look at what do I value? What are my values? My values are loving and caring for the planet, loving animals and helping and empowering women. Um, and so how could I have my business work in alignment with those values and so you know my passion for fashion all of these things I thought you know there's a lot of waste out there I can actually create a business around my values that's going to support what I'm passionate about which is fashion so you know online I started um, selling um, and then we started the boutique Um, I think that it goes beyond ourselves even and so Through our business, we, you know, connect with our community. So we run local workshops or events where we can, you know, empower our community on a bigger scale. So recently we did workshops with Wallara Council. Um, So local government green initiatives is a great way to empower the community. Um, Looking at how we can reduce, recycle, you know, be as green as possible as a business and also educate our staff. You know, they're the future. They're the ones who are going to relay that sustainable message um, to our community. So it's really looking at sustainability on all angles. Our business is completely zero waste. So all the materials were secondhand. The mirrors were diverted from landfill. We wanted to shift those perceptions um, that secondhand isn't second best. So when you walk in, so many people don't even realise we're a sustainable boutique and then we can say, oh, you know, this is pre-loved. Oh, wow, I didn't think pre-loved was great. Oh, it's just it looks like, you know, something new and we're like, exactly. So the whole point is to shift those perceptions around what sustainable fashion really is. It's more than just hippie hemp clothing. You know, it can be stylish. You don't have to sacrifice style in order to look great, but you can help the planet as well. For sure. And the fact that you're now out there helping other businesses in fields consider this and take these considerations into account. I think it just makes businesses energetically from an energetic perspective more attractive to the consumer because it's honest and it's out to do good. Even if the intention is just to good to do good and they don't hit all the marks. If the intention's to do good, I think people feel that. Oh, I agree. And you know, our community, as you know, on William Street, I've connected mm. with Claire, which is how I met you. You know, it's great having the support of your local neighbors, your local shops. Um, how can we support one another? How can we support small business, you know? And for us, um, anything that doesn't sell in our uh, store that customers don't take back. So when they resell on consignment with us, there'll be things left over that didn't sell. We um, actually donate to Wayside Op Shop. So they're a small local um, charity and they're helping to the vulnerable in our community. So I think it's just thinking outside the box when you're wanting to have a sustainable and conscious business, what does that actually look like? Am I engaging with my community? 
looking on a more broader scale about how connect with local government to affect change even further. So um, that would be my tips. Yeah, I think that's amazing. And, you know, obviously if you've got a small business or if, you know, you're wondering about how to begin a small business, then Emily's the perfect person to reach out to to get that mentorship with, you know, to help you in that because having your own business is amazing. You and I both know that, but it is really challenging. And I think I guess what I'm hoping that people hear is that anything is possible and that, you know, you're hearing evidence of someone that literally just said, here's what I'm passionate about. Here's what I love. Oh, I can actually create something around that that actually supports me financially as well as pursuing and fulfilling a purpose of mine. And so don't give up on your ideas, whatever they are, um, and don't dismiss them because I'm sure you could have very easily dismissed this idea, you could have continued working for amazing fashion houses and brands that I know you've worked for and, you know, skipped along merrily. But the <laughs> fact that you took it seriously, I think is a beautiful role model. And I hope inspiring, you know, someone out there listening that this is so doable. Thank you. Yeah, my advice would be, you know, don't let other people's fears project onto you. You know, everyone, especially it hits close to home, right? Family members, friends will always go, are you sure you want to do that? Is that viable? Mm. But, you know, it should come from the heart. If it comes from the heart and you're passionate about it and it's in alignment with who you are, it can't be wrong. Um, and you can't fail. You can only succeed from there. So really trust your intuition, trust who you are as a person and just go with it. Don't listen to people. You're always going to have people that don't agree with you. Um, but I just say just stick with it and trust yourself. Yeah, for sure. I think it's, you know, of all the <laughs> personal development work we do or healing, oh, my gosh, I, I'm sure that you'll agree with me because we've we've talked about it uh, privately, but, gosh, nothing elevates the soul or challenges the egoic or fear-based parts of yourself like actually stepping up and into something like starting your own business or a different oh. career. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely very triggering, but also also. <laughs> time you just learn and grow so much but yeah I wouldn't change a thing it's been yeah. hard COVID but no it's been such a rewarding thing just knowing that you know we can shift those perceptions and empower our community oh that is amazing well where can we find you how can we connect with you uh so you can get onto the eco collective.com and that is the mentorship I started actually um over a year ago but I've got another project that I'm working for um, through Ecolove, so I've got to pursue that. So it's not starting till next year. Uh, so next year in March will be the Ecolove Mentorship. We've got three other mentors um, other than myself who are talking about having business from the heart, aligning your work with your values, these sorts of things. And I also do one-on-one uh, -on -one mentoring as well. Um, and uh, as yourself, Kirsten, I've got a podcast and IGTV series called The Conscious Eco. And, yeah, it's all about conscious businesses and things. So, you know, if you're not sure where to start, you can um, tune into that. Um, we've got some great people on there who are, you know, living their dreams, living from the heart and showing what's possible. And, of course, Ecolove. You can drop in any time. We've got workshops, events all the time um, where we can show you how to reduce your fashion waste. 
So she's on 14 William Street, literally next door to Claire, our tarot reader and astrologist store herself. So if you ever pop in for a reading with Claire in person, be sure to just pop in next door afterwards and visit Emily. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for being that role model, I guess, and hopefully an inspiration to others who might have an idea um, and are, are too fearful to go after it, but to show that it is possible but mostly to spark our awareness. Um, now that you know, you can't unknow these facts and maybe be a little bit more um, considerate when consuming fashion. Thank you, Kirsten. Thank you so much for having me. Um, you're inspiring. I really appreciate all you're doing to spread light, spread love in the community um, and give voice to us, you know, our little business owners, healers everywhere. Um, we need more of that. You know, it isn't just about making money anymore. It's mm. about coming out and coming from purpose. So thank you, Kirsten. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Light Path podcast. I hope that the information shared here has helped illuminate your path. Be sure to check out the show notes for links related to this episode. While you're there, remember to subscribe to the podcast to ensure you never miss an episode. I'm Kirsten Leo, and I can't wait to explore and expand our capacity for abundance, worthiness, and love together in the next episode.